0: Hello, now this is the Digital Loop, season two, episode twenty, a very special Digital Loop, because the World Cup is over. We have nothing else to watch on on television anymore, so you should watch actually our YouTube channel. It's the best thing to do for the entire summer. Hello, Ivan, how are you?
1: Hola, Paul, ¿cómo estás? Aquí en una edición muy especial de the Digital Loop, tenemos a nuestro gran amigo. Uh, what are you laughing? <laughs> ah, sorry. Okay. Oh man, I I got my stuff. Guys, we have a huge show today. We have a huge guest today. We have Ramon de Leon. Ramon, wow, all the way from Chicago. Hello, Ramon. How are you? I am doing. Yes, Ramon is here with us. So it's a very special edition. We are. Uh, we were planning to do it in Spanish, but you know, Paul is still his Spanish is no no mucho bueno. Uh, so we we will stick to English. <laughs> okay, sounds like a plan.
0: Go ahead. So maybe I've got to introduce you in two seconds for, for those who don't know you. I don't know how they don't know. Ramon, I mean, if you've ever been to our conference, I hope to, to God that you've actually seen Ramon on stage. He's the best being the first on the show because he's so energetic that he wakes an entire audience up. I've seen him uh, twice, I think, at the web. And uh, I've seen videos. You can you can check. We'll, we'll display all these links after the show on the on the, the web page. But, He's quite amazing. So he was for a very long time. I could even say he was he's the inventor of the Domino Effect, uh, though that was made already before, because he was a very successful owner of a franchise of Domino's Pizza in Chicago, I think it was seven, and you'll correct me afterwards if I'm wrong, uh, using, and you were one of the first one using actually the power of social to actually make it a very, very and highly successful uh, franchise. He moved on recently, maybe a year ago or something. He works now at a, a company called Rise Interactive, if I'm not yeah. correct. So I'm looking at my my notes. As a, a senior social strategist, and he does always, obviously, all around the world doing speeches. These kind of speeches I just mentioned. So, tell tell us a little bit more. You, one of the things I really love about you, be, be, beyond your amazing energy on stage, is that you keep telling to people you making them real you know it's there's a lot of people fluffing about oh social media and how we do social strategy you've actually done it you've actually used the power of the social to make something very very successful uh, so I don't want you to give our steps I want you to tell you the way you say to audiences how why you believed in so much and how successful it was but just think about this Paul
2: 25 years ago being in business, not having computers not having digital tools in a restaurant in a pizza delivery restaurant the only arsenal that we had when we would come up to a customer's door I had their name phone number and I knew what they wanted for dinner that's it I had no other data on them because everything was manual and that wasn't being put into anything It was just written down on a piece of paper so when we would come up to a customer's door and this is when I was a pizza delivery driver I had about two or three minutes at the customers door we created a memorable experience and because we did that every single every single time and with every single order without digital tools when the digital tools became available you know, although it makes it easy if you weren't doing it before you're not, you're not gonna break that habit and all of a sudden start doing it today so that's the reason that we were so successful here in Chicago is that to outshine our competitors we made sure that we really talked to our customers face-to-face we let them get to know the face behind the logo especially when we launched and we pioneered online ordering in
0: 1997 1997 so 1997
2: there was no hashtag back then right? oh no but you know what, what was really cool is that what we did use is that we used ICQ instant messenger that eventually became AOL instant messaging and what we would do is when a customer would order online we would send them an instant message so what we wanted to do is let customers know where their pizza was but what we started to realize was that customers were actually wanting to talk to us during the order process like how's my pizza doing is it almost ready and and the thing what we would do is we would actually talk with the customers in real time via instant messaging while they were waiting for their pizzas. 1997, 98, and before 2000. That, you know, when, when Twitter was invented, we already had years under our belt of talking to customers in 20 and 30 characters. So Twitter's invented and I'm like this is perfect, but we actually felt challenged at first because we said wow now we have hundred and forty characters. What else can I say if I'm used to speaking in 20 and 30 characters? My brand competitors were thinking how could we possibly say what we want to say in only 140 characters? So we were able to hit the ground running.
0: Awesome. That's really impressive. But then you moved to, did you, was it only using, because uh, I've heard you many times speaking, uh, as I said before. And one of the things that you've always emphasized was that uh, the power, beyond the power of words. I mean, you, you, you keep saying that you know, people like to share, share their lives, share their moments. But the power of beyond power of words, you have the power of video, and I know you use video uh, a lot yourself, uh, and you enc- and you did encourage your your customers to actually use video. And you, so do you, what can you tell us a bit more about video?
2: See, the whole thing is that I kept I kept thinking, you know, even though through the digital tools we're able to express emotion in words, how how cool would it actually be if we could actually show people the emotion that we have? and how happy we are to have them as a customer and when we would send video thank yous from the store to, to consumers and the emotion being how happy we were to have our customers as customers because there is no business that that exists without customers so you might as
0: well love your customers and treat them like friends This is this is actually something you said, uh, I'm going to quote you, sorry for guys who were looking at the video and not listening to the podcast uh, you said, uh, I think it was during one of your talks, I had taken notes back then, but I don't actually remember which talk it was. I'm so sorry. You said my goal is to inspire you, inspire you, and uh, I'm worried about my customers being successful because if they are, I am too. Uh, and then you said, I want uh, we should let our customers speak, let them speak their mind, empower their mind, uh, and if they. Let, let, let your customers basically love you and then they will love you back. Is, is, it, is it something that you're still saying today? Absolutely. I mean because think about think about
2: this right how loyal am I to my customers and not just focus on customers showing loyalty to me. And the thing is that when you when you find that emotional connection with your customers, your your, your, your customers are going to want to share their experiences that they're having with you. So then then you become challenged to create positive experiences that becomes incredible incredible word of mouth at scale. Just think, I had six restaurants here in Chicago, and if we did not constantly demonstrate loyalty and love on the global level, you know, where there's people all over the world who knew about our restaurants and would say, when I go to Chicago, I want to stop by one of those Domino's Pizza stores that's run by Ramon. Yvonne? Ivan?
1: Awesome. I mean, I, I mean, this is something that is is uh, you know business 101, and yes. uh, I, I think that is fant- fascinating the fact that most people are are trying to catch up the new thing, right? You know, there is there is these new technologies, there is social media, there is uh, uh, now we have the opportunity to, to talk to people, so we can put our ads there and we can send the messages. And what they don't understand that at the end of the day is about building the relationships between you know uh, the, the the organization and its users and its customers and 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 the fact that these tools help us do that that's what that's what at the end of the day is going to win and you are one of the first ones to actually implement this way of thinking
2: absolutely and the reason that that happened is that it's something that I learned from my mother My mom would take me door to door selling Avon when I was seven years old and I could never understand why she spent so much time talking to the customers talking to the neighbors and it, after 20 25 minutes of just hi how are you how are you doing how have you been what's going on what are you making for dinner then the final minutes was here's the here's the avon book with the with the specials and and my phone number let me know if you would like to order anything and then i asked my mom one day i said why do why don't we just go drop off the books and we can go to more houses she said son I'm not the only person that sells Avon in this neighborhood. I need my my neighbors and my customers to get to know me, like me, and trust me so that they can buy from me. You tell that to a seven-year-old kid, it goes like this. But once I was in business and I was dealing with customers on a daily basis and face-to-face, I totally understood what my, what my mom told me. And I wasn't selling pizza in Chicago. I said, this is what I need to do.
0: Yeah so you basically really being close to your customers I and mean, being have this constant interaction. And let me let, let, let me remind a lot of people because some people assume sometimes when they see you maybe less now that you are not a dominoes anymore but they almost assume that you were so powerful in actually delivering the message for for your franchise that you you were basically uh, overtaking the brand I mean people really assumed that you were in charge of the brand itself Domino's Pizza but you were really only uh, and I say only not in a negative way but you were dealing with your own shops and your own uh, restaurants in Chicago but Did the brand itself, so did Domino's present? I don't want to get into anything controversial here, but did the brand learn from you? Did they actually take some of your lessons back into their policies and how they should actually include maybe other franchisees or even their global communication or at least U.S. communication? Did they actually learn things from you?
2: We were using the tools of social media since before the word existed. We had a Twitter account and we had a Facebook presence at least a year before Domino's. And when they were starting to use the tools of social media, the first thing that they were obviously going to do is they looked at how I was using it in Chicago. And that was the basis for them to first to to create the social media guidelines. There was things that that I was doing that they liked. There was things that I was doing that they didn't like that they included and they kind of banned, which is okay. Although I didn't have an open dialogue with Domino's Pizza, I am sure that they looked at my efforts and they, they took some of the, there was some very key learnings with regards to being real, accessible, transparent and in real time and tried to implement it at scale at their level.
0: That's a very good answer. Uh, Ivan, go ahead.
1: Awesome, awesome. I mean, uh, and, and this is probably what again, most of the organizations when they are thinking social media, they are thinking tools, they are thinking programs, they are thinking platforms and they are not thinking social, they are not thinking people. So yeah. the fact that you 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 started that I guess that that's that's that be the very solid foundation for Dominos to actually start you know on the right track you know they didn't start just by putting content meaningless content but by actually doing something that was relevant for for, for their customers and and that's I guess why you know we celebrate Dominos as, a, as an organization that has done very well on social media
2: Oh absolutely and uh, a good a good turning point was in April of 2009, and we had a couple of team members out of North Carolina, who thought it was going to be a prank by doing some horrendous things to food, and putting it up on, on YouTube. Domino's got blasted on social media and didn't even have a Twitter account. So just imagine being in a social media crisis with no with no Twitter ID to be able to respond. But since we had already been on, on Twitter pretty close to a year. I was responding to all of the negative content that was being generated about dominoes within Chicago and letting people know that what happened did not happen in in Chicago you no know, I was the face behind behind the logo I was ultimately the responsible person the community saw what was happening and everyone that, that we had helped, everyone saw what was happening and, and our fans and followers came to our defense they they said you know what what happened was an isolated situation in another part in another part of the United States this was in Chicago and this is how 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 Ramon runs his pizza shops so what they did was they were defending us online and we had a lot of people that said that said you know what? what we need to do is we need to make a pizza purchase and let everybody know that it's safe to buy from Domino's and during the social media crisis we had a 6.34 percent sales increase during those three weeks of the social media crisis, the social media crisis was so big that the CEO of Domino's Pizza in Australia he had to go on morning talk shows to defend the the practices of Domino's Pizza in Australia and alienate himself from what happened in North Carolina. And so that's how big this crisis was. So the fact that we had a sales increase during a global you know stay away from Domino's moment really speaks. Words with regards to customer loyalty, and when you show loyalty to your customers, they will be there for you when you need them.
1: Ivan, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I have a question connected with, with with you because you you develop all these all these policies, you develop all these creative uh, solutions at Domino's, and then you exponentially grew to become a, a, a world a globally recognized uh, a social media evangelist. How yes. do you go into that direction? How do you end up you know, speaking at the web mm-hmm. uh, 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 and being recognized worldwide as, as an ambassador of you know, the power of social media?
2: In 2008 I realized that I needed to get some social media education and I found a, a conference that was going on at, at, at UCLA and it was called Gravity Summit. So yes, yes it was Hollywood and there was brands there but it was the first conference that I even heard of about social media so I attend the event and I'm seeing what DirecTV and what Sony what Yahoo and I'm seeing what they're doing and I'm thinking in my mind I'm thinking man in Chicago I'm running circles around these guys I'm sharing my story in the break with other attendees and people are really intrigued by wow you Domino's guy doing this in Chicago I said absolutely so there was uh, It was a part of a series, and a few months later, they had invited me to speak at, at, uh, at Stanford at Gravity Summit. And I, was, I shared a 15-minute section on what we were doing with social media in Chicago that just totally blew everybody's mind. And I mean, I just jacked up the intensity, and I was just being me. In the audience was the founder of Marketing Profs hands me his business card and says you're speaking at my event in Chicago in October and I'm like wow yeah. so I'm, I'm excited that I'm that i that going to get a free pass <laughs> and there's once I'm there I meet even more speakers I, I remember there is where I met Mari Smith and I met Alan Schoenberger the, from Corporate Communications of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and I met a lot of you know bigger people even, even bigger people in the audience that started inviting me to either speak at their event or wanting to interview me for a blog, the epitome of it all, August 2009, Gravity Summit goes to Harvard and is streamed live on CNN.com, and I'm one of the speakers. MC Hammer, Gary Vaynerchuk, Southwest Airlines, Dunkin' Donuts, and some pizza guy from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> But now, from, then, from then on, I got on a lot of people's radar.
0: <laughs> but that, then you get uh, stepped up your game, because now you actually not only speak yeah. it, 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 in the US, but you also speak, I mean, you moved on from Domino's. As I said mm-hmm. in the beginning of, of the show, you're now at Rise Interactive, if I yeah. say that correctly. Mm-hmm. It's also based in Chicago, I believe. And so I, I've seen you, because you keep tweeting, and you have that uh, hashtag of yours hashtag on wow, so it's very easy to actually track you. Uh, You've been doing that, oh, hold on. You have that on your Twitter. Wow, Wow. nice. (laughs) You're, that's amazing. That's Uh, a pro right there.
1: That's a pro right there.
0: That's fantastic. So, uh, and you are basically, so you are now basically delivering this set of messages uh, for Rise Interactive, all around the world, I've seen you in Asia. I've seen you uh, here in in Europe uh, many times. Obviously, you still do that in the U.S. So, is that something that yeah, you try to actually teach to uh, audiences and uh, and other companies? Basically, it seems you know a lot of people. What you're saying now, obviously, we're in 2014. We're not in 2007, or not even like 1987. What you're saying now seems Obvious. A lot of people keep saying that. You read a lot of articles, people talking about that, you see, of course, blogs, etc., etc. But then, when you, dip, you dive in, you realize that to this day, a lot of brands are still not applying these recipes. A lot of the brands are still uh, trying to figure out exactly what they should do with their social presence. Uh, we're not even talking about the fails, I'm even talking about a simple strategy. So is that what you try to do? Is that what you, beyond your energy, is that what you try to deliver as a message uh, when you, you travel around the world? Is actually to teach them the, the what could be the basics, what basically your mom told you? Is that what you're trying to do? Exactly.
2: And you know, absolutely, because there's so many things that are common sense, like like like, like drinking enough, enough water. Yeah, We all know that you need to talk to your customers, and I bring real-time, very concrete motivational examples that grabs people's attention What I do is I flip the, the funnel up, upside down you know I look for that for that one or that few people that can really grab your experience and share it with the world and you know that's the thing where, where I, I I think we've been very successful in getting people's attention
1: Ivan. I have the impression that a lot of people are looking into what's next. They are not paying attention to the fundamentals. What you're saying is this is 101, and you are not doing that. What advice would you give to these people that instead of trying to figure out what's the next technology, what's the next platform, what's the next uh, new shiny toy, what they should do now? Okay. I always
2: use the example of some of the most powerful tools that we have right now. Instagram as an example or maybe or maybe maybe even Twitter so what are you doing with those tools now because if there is some new phenomenal tool that comes out later that's not going to fuel your available your 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 opportunities for tomorrow because you'll have no muscle memory you'll have no 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 habits uh, placed because all you're doing is just waiting
0: ha ah. That's actually very good. I totally see that happening in the organization, especially with the inertia that uh, is going on.
1: Ivan, do you want to ask a, a last question to, to Ramon? Yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, just wanted, wanted to, to thank Ramon again for for having the opportunity to, to join us here at the Digital Loop. We've been wanting to have Ramon for a long, long time. Uh, we met the three of us at Le Web, and it's a great pleasure to have the opportunity to have Ramon with us today. Yes, um, uh, what are your plans? What are you planning to do next? And for all the people that are, or, uh, are you know, maybe they've been living under a rock and they don't know where to find you, uh, where can they reach you? Yeah, the,
2: the easiest place I live on Twitter, Ramon underscore my last name, DeLeon, and I'm sure you're going to splash the link out there. Exactly. I'm, al- I'm always just a send button away. <laughs> and are you are you traveling towards Europe a little bit or this this coming month? No, nah, no, not not uh, not not this uh, not this month. Summer summer is a is a so slowdown. Um, you know things will pick up in the latter part of September, but hopefully we'll we'll connect in uh, we'll connect at the web and maybe we can even do a,
0: a live digital loop. Oh, that, would be, that would be awesome. That would solve some of the technical issues we had today. Uh, last thing, I remember you also something, another quote you said and I just wanted to hear about that before we leave you go. You said, don't be boring. Uh, you, you repeated that many times, don't be boring. So is that something <laughs> that you still believe in? I, st- I still believe in that
2: but you know lately what I've, I've, been, I've been really telling people is that look everything comes down math and everything comes down to data I have a really uh, a, a cool quote that I've kind of been sharing that says if you can't add you can't multiply and what I mean by that is that if you can't add people to your vision if you can't add people to your goals there's there is no way you are going to be able to multiply it across an enterprise you need to embrace what's difficult Because if it's difficult for you, it's difficult for your competitors.
0: Oh, that's an awesome (laughs) quote. That's an awesome quote. Thank you. That was not boring, actually. So sorry. I went from don't be boring or be your own caffeine. That was another one that I really loved about you. So Ramon, thank you so much. And we do apologize for those who are watching the show. There were some technical difficulties. So you'll see some edits uh, uh, on the live feed. uh, And you'll see also some edits when you listen to the podcast. All the links are, uh, that are um, related to Ramon will be on the blog uh, very quickly on the digitalloop.co. We'll have a lot of links. We'll have also a few videos of Ramon. You'll see him how energizing is is on stage. And for those who are actually looking for a great speaker, just look at these and you'll find that is an amazing guy. So uh, on that, uh, I'm not going to have pizza tonight. It's almost time for my beer here in London at uh, <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> And it's actually very, very hot in London, which is extremely rare. And I'm, I'm on the last floor of a building, so it's even hotter with the computer and everything around me. So, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ramon. Out of here. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye,
1: guys. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.